As Jim Rohn famously said, you either run the day or the day runs you. So what's it gonna be today, competitor? We're finishing the week strong, Competitor Nation. Jake here, your Chief Encouragement Officer. We're talking about how to control your day so you can better compete for the things you want. Life is going to come at you fast. It already does each and every day. It can feel that our role many days in business as a parent, as a friend, is like being a firefighter. We're always running around trying to put out other fires, handle other people's problems, deal with other things. It's like we wake up, we hit the ground running as soon as the alarm goes off and we get to the end of the day and we are exhausted. But we haven't done the things we need to to move forward in our life. We haven't made any progress, five minutes, even 10 minutes toward our goals. If you've ever felt that way, I know that feeling because I have too. I felt like a spinning top for the first part of my career. I was constantly in motion. I was constantly busy. I was working on this, working on that. Go, 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 go. But I wasn't achieving the bigger goals that I wanted. I wasn't making progress on the bigger things that I needed to do in my career, for our business, for my life. I was busy, but I wasn't getting better. And it was only years later when I was in this business mastermind group talking to other business owners, talking to other high achievers that I realized it wasn't just me. There wasn't something wrong with me. In fact, all of us can fall into that busy trap, especially in our careers. We we can constantly stay busy working on projects, constantly stay busy helping others, going, 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 and, and rarely ever just taking that Zach Morris, Saved by the Bell, Big T, Time Out to make sure that what we're busy with is actually making us better. It's actually moving us toward our career goals. It's helping the company win. So we have to be better about how we spend our days. More importantly, we've got to exercise better control of our days to effectively compete for the goals we want. And so what I want to talk to you about today is things that I started doing to take control of my schedule, take control of the busyness, wrangle it to the ground, so that I can start moving every single day on the things that matter. Now, I'm not perfect. Things happen every single week that are outside of my control that I have to learn to adjust for. But using these steps, these things I'm about to tell you, has helped me better control where I'm spending my time. And it has made sure that on the days when everything just goes to like hell in a handbasket, I've still made progress. I can still get to the end of the day And think, man, not everything went the way I wanted. In fact, most of today didn't go the way I wanted. But I still got better. Because you stack enough of those days on top of each other, you start to create something awesome. Besides, all of us are already busy. Why would we want to be busy just spinning our tires in place? Constantly in motion, burning gas, burning energy, instead of racing around the track toward the finish line. We've all got a finish line. And so what I want to tell you today is these five steps helped me start racing my car, moving my schedule instead of just staying in place and burning all of my energy on things that honestly don't even matter at the end of the day. 
The first thing that I learned to do to better control my day so I can better show up and compete is I bookend my days. Like if you look at a bookshelf, the books on the end are held up by a frame, by some artwork, by a block. It's there to keep them in place, keep them centered on the shelf, keep them from falling over, falling off. My friend Marcus Brock taught me about the importance of bookending your days. Marcus is an incredibly successful sales professional. And he spends the first 30 to 60 minutes and the last 30 to 60 minutes of every single day making sales calls. It's literally no surprise he's one of the highest producers in his company or in any company he's a part of because he starts his day and he ends his day. 30-minute block, 60-minute block, working on the most important things he has. The most important activities in his job that move the needle forward. When I started writing my book, I made sure I started every single morning writing 500 plus words. It was that habit that helped strengthen that writing muscle and made sure I got the most important work for the day finished before I dove into everything else that keeps me busy. These days, I start my mornings by writing one of the short posts on the dailycompetitor.com emails. And then as my day starts to end, I usually budget the last 30 minutes or so to prospect people for speaking opportunities, for podcasts, for continuing to grow and develop our platform. My day starts with writing to you all, the audience, the community, the people I love, the people I'm supporting. And then my day ends on how do we find more of those people that want to show up, want to compete, want to be better, and just don't know how. So how can you bookend your day? What are the one to two most important action steps you can do for your goal, for your work, that'll set you up for success? Can, can you wake up 20 minutes sooner and spend that time maybe learning? If that's your biggest goal, if you're studying for something, can you wake up a little bit earlier and do that? If you're trying to start a side hustle, can you spend that first 20 minutes in the morning as soon as you wake up grabbing coffee, working on that business instead of thinking, eh, I'll just get to it after work? Or if you're trying to build the routine of being healthier, how can you start your day with something physical, something moving, getting you sweat and going, getting up earlier to start that process? Figure out what it needs to be and then use it to bookend the day. Start the day. Start it strong. So you got to learn to bookend your day. Start it and end it with the two most important things you can do for your goals. Whether that's your work day at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., whether that's the life day at 5 a.m. to 11 or 10 p.m. Bookend your days with the most important. Second thing I learned to do is set meetings with myself. Sounds silly, but my calendar app in my phone is gold for me. If it's not in that calendar, it's not going to happen. I schedule all my meetings, all our podcast interviews, all my sales calls, and I also schedule in time to work out. Time to read, space to write, and create. Early in my career, I would only work on those things when I had time, which, as you know, is never the case. We don't have just extra time lying around. We have to be someone who makes time for the activities that are important to us or our goals. So each Sunday, I look at my week, I look at the appointments I already have, the schedule I've already made, and then I start adding pieces to it. When am I going to work out these mornings or these afternoons? When am I going to schedule that 15 to 20 minutes to read that new mindset book? 
I treat those calendar appointments just like I would an interview with a, a guest for a podcast. I don't forget it, I don't change it, and I don't break it. Their time's as valuable as mine. I don't want to waste theirs. So just the same, I set the reminder in the calendar lock in my phone because that time's important to me. Seeing that block on my calendar also helps me align the rest of the day. So if somebody's like, hey, I want to pick your brain. Hey, let's have this meeting. Emails come in. I set designated times for that. So I book in my days to start and end it strong. I set meetings with myself so that I have appointments on the things that need to be done every day that are really moving the ball forward. The third thing I do is I create necessary space to watch tape. In high school, I would spend Saturday mornings during football season with my offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, and teammates. We would go through every single play from the night before. We had a scorecard. We'd score ourselves on our footwork, the decision we made, the accuracy of our pass, and how we played that night. After every play, we would talk about every one of these areas, how we did on that play, where we could adjust. We looked at areas of improvement. We'd walk through specific instances in the film to see how we could play better the next week. It wasn't a punishment. It was identifying where we did well to build on and where there were room for growth to get better. Watching tape is a crucial part of every athlete's development. If you want to be a great player, you have to learn to be great at watching tape. It's also key for our professional development. We have to create space in our calendar every month to review and to think. Most of us tell ourselves that we're just too busy to make space for creative thinking and review, but how do we ever expect to improve? How do we ever expect to to get an advantage on how we operate, what we're doing, unless we're taking the time to look at it? So my challenge to you is to block out an hour every month Review all of the things on your priority list, the things that you think you need to do. Ask yourself, is this really a priority that advances me toward my goal? Is this really a thing I need to be doing that's helping myself, my family, or my career? Think through creative solutions to new growth opportunities. Think through ways you can better invest in your team. Think of ways you can better invest in that relationship with your spouse or your kids. Brainstorm on how you can improve a situation at work or maybe a challenge you're having at home. Use this hour time to think through things, to give yourself time to just not be overwhelmed with meetings, with social media, with emails, with work, with things that are just busy. Make sure that you're being as efficient as possible on the right things. It doesn't do you any good to be efficient at the wrong things. It just keeps you busy. And then finally, Spend this time to write down your challenges from the last month. Where in your day or your week did you seem to get tripped up? What current things are you working toward that seem to be taking longer than they should have? And why do you think they're taking longer? Sometimes there's no reason why. Sometimes the process is the process. It takes as long as it takes. But sometimes we trip ourselves up. We aren't as consistent. We aren't as disciplined. We don't do the right things. And so we have to identify that. And then finally, ask yourself, what areas of improvement can you identify and what will you do this week to start the improvement process? Identify where you can get better and then what you're going to do this week to get better. It doesn't do you any good to identify where you get better and then do nothing. That's like wishing for a goal and hoping it's going to land in your lap. That's like posting and bragging on social media about what you're going to do one day and then never following through. That's what most people do. 
You have to be someone that identifies the opportunity to get better and then takes action for it. Unless you take time to review and learn from what was, you won't be able to maximize what could be. So number one, you bookend your days. Number two, you set meetings with yourself. Use that calendar app. Number three, create space to watch game tape. Number four, track your priorities every day. My own struggles with ADHD, I've talked about on the show, I've talked about in our Facebook group at competitornation.com. My ADHD can keep my attention constantly running from one thing to another. And you combine that with like the entrepreneur struggle of shiny object syndrome of always wanting to do something new. And focusing on these small repeatable action steps every day gets lost in the shuffle. So I started using some specific software and tools to make sure I was constantly making progress on the right things. On my phone, I use an app called the Everyday App. It's a simple iPhone app that allows me to put in daily habits that I want to develop or keep, like working out 20 minutes today, writing 250 words, reading for 15 minutes, except you keep going with the list, whatever mine are. And then every day I track it. I put a score when I've done it. It allows me to see visually where my habits and consistency are and where I break it. I utilize the Todoist app. It's it's a phone on your iPad or your iPhone called Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. I use this for categorizing activities and setting deadlines. Deadlines are key because we give ourselves as long as we give ourselves. And so what it allows me to do is look at what I have coming up the next day It makes prioritizing my monthly priorities every month a little bit easier and sets deadlines to all the activities I need to get done. I review this app every single week to make sure what's coming up on the following week actually aligns with the priorities we need to get done. It's not just things I have. I also have another tab on there that's just an idea log. If I think of something, if I have an idea, I drop it in there. If I have something I want to read later, I have a different list for that. So that way I can access those at different times and they're not cluttering up with my priorities. It's the easiest thing. And then the last, I'm a big fan of the book, The One Thing. If you haven't read it by uh, Jay Papazan and Gary Keller, it's a game changer on focus and productivity. And they offer a free tool on their website called the GPS. And what it does is it allows you to align your annual goals with monthly, weekly, and daily tasks. And so what I did is kind of combined what they have is I use their GPS to outline my goal for the year, the three priorities that I need to achieve to get that goal, and then the five strategies per priority that I need to achieve. So big goal, then three priorities that allow you, if you hit, to hit that goal, And then under each priority, there are five strategies to making sure I hit that priority. And what I love to do is combine this with a Google document where I actually take five action steps per strategy. So it's one long chain of big goal, three priorities needed to reach that goal, five strategies per priority to to help me achieve that goal, and then what are the five action steps that I need for each of those strategies. It's long, it's detailed, but it keeps me focused. I spend Friday afternoons or Sunday evening, depending on the weekend plans, planning the week ahead, using these tools to ensure that what I'm working on isn't just keeping me busy, but making my business better. The last thing I use is the Best Self Journal. 
You guys have heard me talk about it before. Catherine Lavery's been on this podcast before, the owner and creator of the Best Self Journal, which we've linked to in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to our conversation with her. But the Best Self Journal is amazing. We love the 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 tool and, and I use it to just help me stay centered on what I need to do this day. What is my gratitude piece and how are we looking from a schedule standpoint? Our time is too important, too valuable to waste it on just staying busy. So bookend your days, set meetings with yourself, create space to watch game tape, track your priorities every day, use the tools, use apps, use spreadsheets, use what you need to. And if all else fails, number five, call up accountability. Teammates can help make your dream come to life. One of the last pieces to ensuring that you're controlling your day is by calling in that outside help. It can be a mastermind, it can be a coworker, it can be a friend, but utilizing accountability makes sure you see it all the way through. Think about like when you go work out. If you're going to work out at 5.30 in the morning and you're not a morning person, it is hard to get your butt out of bed and go, especially if you're going by yourself. But if somebody's waiting for you at the gym at 5.30, if you've got a buddy that's meeting you, you're going to be there on time because they're expecting you and you don't want to let them down. Someone else was willing to get out of bed before the sun came up to meet you and to work out with you. You got to start treating your time in life the same way. So here are a few ways I've embraced accountability over the years is I have a Slack channel that I use with three to four friends. Every Monday we check in, we write down the three tasks that we're going to achieve that week, the three targets. And every Friday we share what we did or we didn't hit. No excuses, only solutions for where we had missteps and how we're going to improve. I set up a a one to two times a month coffee. Uh, My buddy James over at Unleash the Athlete, we did this all of 2019 before COVID. You can still do it today over Zoom. We'd spend one hour, we'd talk about what we're working on, we'd catch up on life. We talk about challenges that we were facing, and then we made commitments to achieve three to five things before we met for the next coffee. The conversations and the accountability made sure my work was consistent toward the right targets. And finally, if you need to, hire a coach. We talked about the importance of fitness coaches, of life coaches, of business coaches. Like The best of the best still work with coaches. You're not too good, not too successful to have that outside wisdom and influence on you. It's one of the biggest things that I do for my clients more than anything. We talk strategy sometimes, we talk ideas, but really it's accountability. It's holding them to do the work that we've already talked about they know they need to do. It's about calling out the excuses when they make them and supporting them in their pursuits. We discuss strategy, we discuss habit building, we discuss perspective, we discuss all the ways to attack the work effectively, but at the end of the day, A coach's job is to help you give you an outside perspective and then hold your feet to the fire to be accountable to do the work. If you've never invested in a coach, if you've never been in a part of a mastermind group, I can't recommend it enough. Just like having a personal trainer beats having an open gym membership. When you've got more invested in something, you're more likely to do the work to fully utilize it. Bookend your days. Set meetings with yourself. Create space to watch the tape. Review what you need to get better at. Review your opportunities and then do it. Track your priorities every day. And then call up some accountability. Competitor, listen, you're busy and I'm busy. We're all busy. 
We all have busy schedules. We all have busy lives. But we've got to train ourselves to control that schedule more intentionally if we want to be more effective in all of our endeavors. We don't have time to waste. We don't have life just waiting around for us. We've got to be intentional and action-oriented in how we compete. I use the five steps to trade my busy, busy, busy life, burning energy but not getting anywhere, and helping build this company and support Competitor Nation. And so can you. Redo your schedule. Take control of your calendar. Take control of your day so you better show up and compete. I'm cheering for you. Go win your day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. As always, drop us a note with your feedback to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Check out more episodes, find amazing apparel, get connected with the community at competeeveryday.com. And until next week, bring your best, show up every day regardless of how you feel, and be that type of competitor you were created to be.